and welcome to Across the Acres, a Bex Hybrids podcast, where our goal is to connect, challenge, and inspire you by interviewing others whom have a story or message that they'd like to share. My name is Carly Fry, and I'm joined with my co-host, David Ringer, and our producer, Morgan Fitch. With us today is Doug Kingsine, who is a Bex dealer for us, uh, not too far away from here. So welcome, guys. How we doing? I'm good. And you guys? Very good. Very good. Yeah, not too far away, Doug. Would you just walk over here? Is that? <laughs> Should you? Did you attach yourself to the carrier pigeon? Yeah, it seems like that because I remember when I was an intern down here, and and guys would say, you know, you get with them guys in Michigan, and they'd say we got to drive three or four hours to go get some of Bex, and you know, it's nothing for us to come down here from Marion, and in 35, 40 minutes you're here and you're gone, and get ice cream at Dairy Queen and go Ooh. home. Ooh. Ooh, what is your favorite ice cream? Do you have a favorite ice cream? Uh, pecan Cluster Blizzard. Ooh, Ooh we nice. are very specific. Morgan, has has Doug ever bought you ice cream? Uh, he has not. He should, Ooh. maybe. Maybe after wow. this. Oh. I saw they knocked the fence down Doug. between <laughs> on the east side of Dairy Queen so you can park a trailer out there now and walk uh, across. Perfect. So it'll work. Perfect. Okay. I, I know what we're getting later. Yeah, for sure. It's a it's a thank you treat, right? We. We get a Dairy Queen after this. It's like when your kids are good, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. you are good today. You're going to give you some Dairy Queen. Yeah, that's right. Doug, give us a little bit of your background. What? How'd you grow up? Where'd you grow up? So I grew up at Greentown. My dad and mom farmed. Uh, they both came from farm families. There's, there's, uh, I have two younger sisters, uh, Leslie, Bethany and Leslie. Bethany works down here along with uh, her husband, Kent. Went to Purdue for four years and came home. And part of that experience in 2004 was being an intern at Beck's. Um, when I graduated from Purdue, it was either go back home and farm with, uh, a grandpa and an uncle and a cousin, or to be a, at that time, a, a, a DSM, a district sales manager here at Bex. So that was in, uh, 05, decided to go back home to the farm where, uh, grandpa already had a dealership, uh, I think was started in 1976. And wow. so part of that was to go home and, and continue to grow that dealership. And did you know you want to go back home or was that? I always wanted to farm. I mean, I, I love farming. I, I love the passion and the independence of farming. I love it. And, and the, the ability to do something different every day. And people always say, what do you do all winter? And you're like, just come, just come for a day. You're like, we won't do the same thing tomorrow that we did today or the day before. So I always wanted to, it was a natural fit to go home. And it was a natural fit to go home and work and farm and work with a dealership. Did you like farming your whole life, like from as a small child till your adult life? Like, has I, it just been in your blood? Yeah, it, it has. I remember riding with dad and tractors and I remember dad would let me skip school in the spring and fall to help. And, you know, on my birthday, I always got to skip school and go help. And so it was, it was just always a joy to do it and a joy and a passion to do it. Did you have a favorite piece of equipment you like to operate? Well, I like being around the combine. Okay. Shovel's not nearly as much fun as a combine. No. No, it is not. It's I don't know why that is. But it, it, you can't find very many volunteers. No. Nope. Everybody wants to ride in the combine. Not very many people want to come out when you're shoveling. So. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like being around the combine. Now, you're your own boss. Do you like that? Yeah. You know, you say my own boss. but So I got an uncle and a cousin I farm with that we okay. all farm together. They're all owners. And so, you know, we talk every day, multiple times a day. So, you know, at one point we're our own boss, but still, we're still all partners and kind of bosses of each other and approval of each other. But it, we still have that, you know, that big independence that we like to do. So yeah, I, I enjoy being my own boss to the point. And time management, is that something you're good at or something you need to get better at? Oh, uh, I'm good at it. 
You say that with hesitation. Yeah, I do. And I'm good at it, but when I get when I get bored and get distracted and you know, there's like a scroll over here and a scroll to your right and a scroll to your left. I I get bored and and so I gotta go chase that scroll. And I I gotta I laugh because I got a boy, my middle son Clayton is out of way. I mean, we'll we'll be playing baseball tonight and uh and you'll say Clayton, he'll look around, he'll see a squirrel on the outfield or a bird, and you'll say, Clayton, you have to concentrate on that pitcher <laughs> or you you don't even know when that ball's coming. So it's fun to watch you know, them traits that you have passed down to the kids and everybody. Absolutely. What about agriculture keeps you in it today? Why not start a trucking company or, I don't know, go play professional baseball? I don't know. Yeah, the, the independence. I mean, ag is always changing, and especially with the government we got now, I think it's changing faster than, that, than anything in technology. Yep. And so the independence of it and the, the challenge of, of just staying up to date and staying uh, competitive and trying to compete with, you know, what's your, all your friends, but your neighbors too, and people down the road and other seed companies. Okay. Very so, good. so what did you go to school for? I went to school for ag econ. Okay. It was pretty broad. It was one of the requirements for us to come back to the farm was we had to go to school just in case something happened to us. Who's, who made that? Uh, that my grandpa rule? and my uncle. Okay. That was part of the requirements. And so, you know, I think it was smart because it, you know, if, if farming wouldn't have worked out and especially with today, you know, it seems like a lot of businesses want you to have a two or four year degree just to walk in the door. And so, you know, it's hard to being 38 years old, it'd be hard to go back to college and try to do that and five kids and, and try to do all that and main, and get that if you were, had to start over today. So that was good. That was smart of them. And I mean, I plus met a lot of people and got the experience down here. Yep. Your sister, Bethany is a member of our leadership team. And you mentioned that she works here, Yep. but you didn't mention that, you know, she's one of the fab four. So <laughs> Is right. that at all intimidating come uh, family dinner that your sister's this big wig at Beck's? Or do you pass her notes saying, can you help me here? No. <laughs> there you go. That's the no, truth. I, you know, I'm still, I'm 18 months older than she is. So it's, Aha. I still have a little bit of pull and you bet. And, um, you know, believe it or not, I farm a farm for her. So I got to pay her cash rent twice a year. So oh, man. part of that is, so it, you know, if that, she gets too bossy, the check may be late or something. And let's be honest, she keeps raising the rent, doesn't yeah. she? <laughs> That's right. She's uh, pretty particular. Yeah. She uh, knows her numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's pretty, she knows where corn prices are. You're slipping are. her a 20 and yeah. saying, hey, can we keep this, <laughs> yeah. keep this right here? Yeah. At yeah, birthday parties, let me pay for that birthday party. That'd be all right. I, just, I need some help along the way. <laughs> well, since she's also Carly's boss, Carly, it's That's been true. nice working with right, you. Right, right. after this yeah. podcast, it'll uh-huh. be over with. Uh-huh. I'll be asking uh, Doug for, for a job on the farm. Yeah. So, Doug. You know, what, what keeps you motivated or, you know, what it inspires you, um, it must motivation, inspiration that can kind of be messy. Um, so how do you stay motivated and inspired to, to stick with your goals? You talked about time management a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, there's between my cousin and I, there's, there's four boys that might want to farm someday. So, you know, part of that's motivating just to have, you know, continue to build and continue to stay successful for them and for that next generation. You know, I, when I interviewed for a job down here, Lee Rule, I don't know how many people know, remember Lee, but Lee was good to me and, and said, um, you, you know, you're driven by money. You're, you know, you, you want to always try to make that next dollar. And, and that's, I didn't realize it till then, but there's a lot of truth to that. And, you know, so I enjoy making, I enjoy making money. I enjoy making good money, but, you know, it's just to pay the bills and try to buy the next thing and pay the next bill and stay ahead of it. But, you know, those kids and, and, and Kevin's boy Mason is a lot of what, just try to be there for them and continue to build it to continue it on the next generation. Let them worry about from then on. Absolutely. What's your, what's your one rule that you try to teach all of your kids or what's the one thing that you try to teach them that 
you know, as a part of agriculture or life or that one thing that you want to instill in them? Right now, you know, I got five kids. They're nine and under. They're from nine years old to 10 months old. Wow. And so part of that is just saying thank you right now. Please yeah, and thank you. And, absolutely. And being, don't hit your brother every time you walk by. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's one of the things, you know, I, uh, that, that, that's a big thing. Just try to keep them in today's world and in today's technology, how fast that things can change and, and what they see and just trying to keep them straight and keep them, keep them in church. You know, we're, we go to church and just try to keep them involved there and it's neat to watch them grow. Keep that faith in the yep. forefront. That's always good. What do you feel like reduces your motivation? Um, and, and how do you overcome that? So in the winter, you know, when it's cold outside, I'm an outdoors guy. I like to put on the coveralls and a jacket and go outside and find something to do. In the winter, when, when it gets snowy and it's zero and a negative 20 wind chill and your customers don't want to be seen because they really don't want to be outside either. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get bored. And so just finding something to do, finding, whether that's finding a piece of equipment to work on or wash or, you know, something as simple as playing a game of pig with, with Ross or, or Tim or somebody, the guys in the shop, just something to have fun to just lighten a, and lighten the moment and, and pass the day by. But that that's when I get bored and get, I don't know, discourage the right word, but just, yeah. Board. You're ready. You're ready for spring and to get back in the field. Uh, and, when the snow starts melting, it's uh-huh, a happy day. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. And and who would you say maybe it's a who or a what inspires you to stay motivated? You know, I, I think it comes back to my kids. I, uh, you know, I, I I've heard my grandpa, my grandpa Lester say a lot that you know the the farm will that if it doesn't if it makes it past the third generation, there's a percentage that never make it past the third generation. So. I've heard him say that a lot. Uh, you know, he, he, he was a big motivator. My dad is a big motivator to me. And, and, you know, those are two guys I look up to and that are, uh, you know, one thing about my dad I'll never forget is he uh, was always at my baseball games and, and football games, even when it was spring and fall. And so, you know, it, just to try to live up to that, you know, keeps me motivated, especially with the boys and playing ball and, and whatever the girls do, whether it's dance or, or music or anything. And so, you know, that's a, that's a lot of it. Yeah. Setting aside time for families always important. And it's hard to do as busy as we are and as, as many things are going on and so forth. Absolutely. You've talked a lot about family and this is an extremely personal question. If you just want to say not interested in answering, you can, but putting you on the spot, how'd you meet your wife? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know if there's any question I won't answer. I may give, not give you the whole answer, (laughs) but uh, Whitney is from Plymouth. So I met when first time I met Whitney, do we consider Plymouth the region still? Is that part of the region or no? I think it's out. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think it's, it's out Plymouth, too. Plymouth is not the region. I think like to Crown the west Point. of South Bend is where the region really kind of kicks in. Okay. Yeah. So she's from Plymouth. And so first time we met, we were both actually engaged to other people. And then, so, uh, both those fell through and then come November 14th of 2009, we were at a, I was at a cousin's wedding of mine and she was there as a friend. And so, uh, I don't know if you remember that fall, it was wet, corn was wet, took forever to dry. So we went to this wedding and, uh, and we both knew we were going to be there. We both knew that each other was going to be there. And so all I wanted to do was I just want to get back home and shell corn. And so we were at the wedding at the, at the dinner and I walked out and I thought, shoot, I got to go back in there and at least say hi. So I walked in and I said, are you Whitney? And she goes, yeah, are you Doug? I said, hi, it's nice to meet you. And I left. I went back home. We started shelling Cornwall probably like eight or nine o'clock that night. It, we were done. And so I texted her if we want to go out to eat. And so, wait, how'd you get her number? 
Uh, she was friends with my cousins. Okay. So I got her number from them. Okay. So, oh, so you who got the number first? You got her number or she got your I got, number? I think I got her. I got her number. We're going to assume that's the way it went. Okay. Sure. Yeah, okay. I got, but so we went out to eat that night. So that was uh, November 14th of 2009. Then we started dating. Then April 1st of 10, we got engaged. And she said I, we got engaged on April 1st in case she said no. I could say April Fool's joke. Ah, perfect. Ah. We got engaged. Well, I had to, I got, the reason we asked on April 1st was because we were going to start planting corn next two or three days. <laughs> and so we either had to hurry up and get engaged because we were talking about getting married and she wanted to get married into July. So to get all this rolling and not wait till after spring, we had to, we had to move this thing along. So April 1st of 10, we got engaged. July 31st of 2010, we got married. Wow. And then a year later, Adeline came along. So. In eleven years of marriage, was there's five kids. Every couple of years, have come along. So that's fun. It's been it's been definitely a blessing. She's definitely the glue that holds our family together. Nice. And if, when she's sick or she's gone at a dance recital or a baseball game with my nephews or somebody's, we tend to fall apart and fall apart pretty quickly. Similar personalities or differing personalities? Different. She's more of an introvert. She's more of a detail. Uh, you know, everything's got to be have a time frame and and this house going to be and and if you ask her, she'll say what drives her nuts, I think, is when I come in and at 1130 say, hey, you got to drop what you're doing to go. And, and we're leaving. Let's go. Yeah, that's. And so that, that her and stress my oldest, her out at that point. Her and my oldest son, Jack, they, they contend, they, that's their stress point. That's what kind of drives them nuts when I come in and say, we're leaving. Let's go do something. And, mm-hmm. and I need your help now. Farming is a lot about perseverance. And the Bible would talk about putting your hand to the plow and keeping after it. Right. What keeps, other than family, what keeps you going? Uh, farming can be a discouraging occupation at times, and you don't know what tomorrow brings, whether it's weather-related or markets, so many different challenges that come up. How do you persevere? You know, I think a lot is faith. You know, you talk about the Bible, and, and in the Bible, uh, they, it talks about, like, the birds of the air, even they don't even worry about tomorrow, and, and they That's don't right. even know what's going to happen or anything. And, and so I think a lot is faith, you know, it, whether it's through this, coronavirus deal or whether it's through, you know, government transitions or upheaval, you know, the Lord's the same today, tomorrow and, and forever. And so, uh, just faith in general is a big player in just maintaining even keel and, and, and perseverance. That helps, uh, the alignment with Bex hybrids as well. Faith, family, farming, and, uh, what else aligns you with Bex? What else? Family owned, uh, you know, in the crop talk that, I forget the pastor's name that, that Mark Knapp, Mark Knapp that writes. Yeah. And so, uh, family owned, you know, they, they're aggressive. They want to grow. Um, you know, it's been fun to watch them. I remember when I was young, grandpa talking about the, or it might've been 50 or hundred people here or mm-hmm. 25 maybe. And now they're what five, six, 700 people. Yes. Yeah. And so the, the ability to continue to grow and, and want to grow and, and, you know, family owned, that's, that's pretty neat. It's pretty neat that they've been able to stay family owned this long. In, in the environment that we live in today and, uh, and difficulties. Yep, absolutely. We're going to put you in a time machine here for just a second. Okay. Uh, if you've ever seen Back to the Future, we're yeah. going to put yeah. you in the DeLorean right now yeah. and give you the chance to press the keypad. Where would you go and why? You talking about it back in time? Back in time. You jump in the DeLorean, it's all yours to drive, and you want to go here. Maybe it's just within your own life. I want to turn back the clock and maybe redo something, relive something. Or see something that you haven't Ooh, seen see before. See something brand new. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, I would go back to when I was probably twelve to fifteen. If I, 
in those time of years because, you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of responsibility. Our job was to mm-hmm. go to school, learn, and go play sports. What was, Dan- what was Doug King seeing at 12 years old? I played a lot of sports. I played basketball and baseball and football. What was your favorite? Probably baseball. Okay. You know, in that time frame, 10, 12 years old, probably baseball. But, you know, and, and if I wanted to work, I, I, you know, I'd just come home and work and help dad. And so, you know, those were a lot of, there wasn't a whole lot of responsibility. I mean, you know, just shower and don't smell the next day. As a teenage boy was, was the, main, the main thing to, to accomplish. Did you Absolutely. have to get your homework done before you could go play on the farm? Or what was like the, were there household rules when it came to that? If you, you guys, I think you guys know my mom. And, and one of the things she'll say that drove her crazy was I would never bring a book home. Oh. Because I knew if I brought a book home, I, I had to do homework. Yep. And I couldn't go out and help dad and play on the farm. And I couldn't go to baseball practice and so forth. So I just leave my books at school. Well, that'd make her, that'd make <laughs> her nervous. Idea. I'd make her nervous, but you know, my grades were always there because I knew that I had to have this stuff done and whether it be study hall or whether it be class, because I sure wasn't going to make time for it when I got home. Yep. You were clearly a guy that accomplishes goals. You run a successful Bex dealership. You run a successful farm with the help of family. Right. What do you recommend for our listeners? If they're going to set a goal, how do they achieve that goal? You know, you're going to have the opportunity to, to, to fail and, and to strive and, and to get to that goal, all three. But the main thing, I think, is to surround yourself with good, with good people that are honest uh-huh. with you. Because, you know, it's, it's fun some days working on your own. It's fun some days being with partners. But I think when it comes back to it, it's always nice and a positive to have somebody to go say, what do you think of something as simple as that color of that wall? And just to have a second opinion. And, and those are nice. And so... You know, there's there's a lot of things, whether it be Twitter or Facebook or whatever is out there now, that that you can read on. But there's always it's always a benefit, I think, to have somebody to fall back on that you trust and will give you sound, solid advice. So I'm a basketball person, like that's my that's my jam. Um, and you talk about having a good team. So who's on like your starting five? Like who who would you have on your team to get that advice from, or who would, who do you rely on? You know, I, I rely on on uh, my dad and uh, my uncle. It'd be my uncle Wendell Cates and my and my cousin Kevin Cates. Those three. Um, and I talked to my brother in law Kent Grimmel, which is Bethany's husband. Kent works down here a fair amount. And so, uh, you know, you talk about five, but those are my Brent mine. Those are my four or five that I call a lot and say, "Hey, what do you think?" Or, "What do you you know what's going on?" Or give me an opinion. And even even my I guess I think about my sister Bethany. Uh, you know, I, you, I don't know if you narrow down to five because there's, there's a bunch of different topics and yeah. especially my wife, Whitney, it, she keeps me grounded a lot and says, I think you ought to come home or I think you ought to do this or <laughs> whatever. We'll call Whitney the manager. Yes. Be, uh, right, she's right. A, she's she is coach. the manager. She's the coach. Yeah. She's the coach. Yeah. God's the owner. Yeah. yeah. It works out really well. It does. So all them people fall in, fall in there in that category. You also got a competitive streak to you. That's clear. If you uh, were going to go pay a play a pickup game today it would be basketball or probably football. basketball well basketball I, it depends on because we had a i helped coach my two boys jack and clayton's baseball team and we had a batting practice the other day and then all the dads got together and played home run derby off the pitching machine nice. and so at this time you're that that's a lot of fun so uh today it'd probably be baseball if we had the pitching machine and the opportunity but yeah basketball or baseball and you're a cub fan mm. uh, oh. I, I, I cheer them on but okay. yeah you're you're Able to cheer for a bowl, all, all sorts of teams. Yeah. Cubs, Cardinals, doesn't Reds. matter. Indiana, I'm, I'm yeah, Reds. I was going to say, Indiana doesn't have oh, an MLB I'm probably more a Reds fan. Yeah. Okay. Morgan, are you a Cincinnati guy? 
Uh, I'm a Cubs guy. Thank oh. you. That's what I thought. I, I brought that up just so we get a plug in for the Cubs. <laughs> I uh, I get to go, go to a Great American Ballpark for the first time on July 4th uh, to see the Cubs play the Reds. That'd be pretty. That'll be a fun game. game. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful yeah. ballpark. All right. So we are going to go into what we call our fast five. Okay. So what that means is I'm going to ask you five questions, rapid fire, and I just want you to go shoot from your hip on your answers, okay? okay? And then we'll probably dig into and ask you questions afterwards on why you chose that answer. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Would you rather be a passenger or a driver? I like being a passenger telling the driver what to do. Oh, oh so you're a backseat driver is really what you yeah. are. We'll pray for Whitney. Please. <laughs> Mountains or beach? Beach. Favorite song at the moment? I'm still a Garth Brooks fan. and that's I know it's old school, but Garth Brooks and probably Friends in Low Places. Yes. Nice. nice. Do you make your bed daily? No, because, uh, no. Let's leave it no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite tractor snack or combine snack? Oh, uh, Snickers, Snickers bar or peanuts. Snickers. Ooh, yeah, Snickers bar or peanuts. I can okay. eat either one of them pretty well. Okay, so let's go back to the question, do you make your bed daily? Uh, no, I do not. I never really have. But today, I use. I do not. Whitney does because Okay, so your bed is made. Yeah, Whitney she just does. does it. And the reason I don't is because she's usually in it or one of the kids is in it. And yep. I don't know how many yep. kids you guys are all got, but y'all might get out of bed when them kids come into bed. <laughs> yep. Time to go. Yeah. Uh, nice. Two's company, three's a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Absolutely. And four is like, let's get somewhere else to live. <laughs> yes. And five in nine years. Is that right? 11 years. Five and uh, 11 years. Yeah. Five and 11 years. Yeah. Wow. You are not afraid to take on a challenge. I like that. Uh, I don't know about that. I think I'll, I'll tell you a story. I, I probably shouldn't tell a story. But Please right. do. It'll be all right. I'll never. We were done. We had four. We were done. And um, and in November of 2018, we were washing a dryer and washing equipment, and my phone rang. And it was cold. You know, you're wet. Wall pressure washing. And Whitney called. It was Whitney. So I answered and I said, "What do you need?" And she goes, "What are you doing?" I said, you know, "I'm washing dryer. I'm cold and wet. What do you, What do you need?" She goes, "No. Is there anybody around you? What are you doing?" I said, "I'm busy. What What do you need?" And she goes, I'm pregnant. Oh, boy. I said, I got time to talk. Yes. And so we shut the pressure washers off, and, and we stood there and talked, and, and we had a powwow and, and went on. And, and, but I'll tell you what, Lydia is, is, a, is our youngest daughter and number five, and what a blessing she mm-hmm. is. What a blessing a little girl she is, and the good Lord took care of us. But needless to say, I was going in for hernia surgery in two days, consultation, and she polite, Whitney politely told me, figure out how to get everything else taken care of because we're done having kids. <laughs> yeah, It's over now. It is. You know, I told you when we walked in here, she told me not, don't say anything you won't regret. So we'll see how that goes yeah. over. Oh, she won't ever listen to this. We'll make sure. <laughs> Your secrets are safe with us. Yeah. Uh, we can edit that out uh, if you'd like, but it's a great story. It so a great story. <laughs> Let's leave it in. Yeah, Why yeah, not? for sure. I tell that story when we're out selling seed a lot and Brent laughs and uh, customers laugh. And so it's a good icebreaker and lighthearting moment. So it's, it's, it's all right. That's your starting five. I told, I asked you, I'm like, who's on your start there. You've got a, you've got a whole team yeah. right then and there. That is true. Have a basketball team. Why Absolutely. not? Advice from Doug Kingsley. Have yeah. a, have a basketball team. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you all with us today. Uh, please join us the next time on across the acres where our goal is to connect challenge and inspire. We ask you to share your thoughts on people and topics for future podcasts by reaching out to us via email at edu at bexhybrids.com. That's edu, short for education, at bexhybrids.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, including We Are Bex. 
Until next time, we'll catch you across the acres. <laughs>